welcome to the Fellowship Broadcast, the radio voice of the Fellowship Track League. We have been printing gospel tracks since 1978. The prayers and support of God's people have enabled us to print and ship more than 5 billion gospel tracks to 200 countries and territories. Tracks are printed in 90 languages, including English and Spanish, and are offered free to anyone who requests them. The Fellowship Broadcast and the Fellowship Track League are local church ministries of Fellowship Baptist Church in Lebanon, Ohio. Our pastor is William Burroughs. He's heard every Wednesday on this program. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Fellowship Broadcast. Our pastor will be along with the message here in just a little bit. But today we're featuring some music from the Delangs, and we appreciate them. Talked to them the other day, and they were in Arizona. They travel around the country representing the Fellowship Track League, and we sure do appreciate their faithfulness in serving the Lord. And you pray for them, that God will give them strength and wisdom and safety as they travel, and we praise the Lord for what they do. But they also sing a wonderful way with those Martins that he says, and we'll enjoy that here in just a moment. Be praying that God would continue to have his hand upon their lives. And here they are to sing for you a great song, a great old song that I absolutely love. I love the old Bible. What light is this shining so brightly for me that gives me such courage the right way to be? What hope for my trusting soul ever shall be? God's wonderful book divine. And I love the old Bible, precious old Bible. so happy, always so happy, God's wonderful book divine. What hope for the traveler, strength almost gone, that makes him determined to keep trotting on. What sweet consolation from heaven's bright throne, God's wonderful so happy, always so happy, God's wonderful book divine. What chart can you trust as a light for the soul? When tempests would strand you on some dreadful shore, what compass will guide you to heaven's bright goal? God's wonderful book divine. And in case you were wondering of what book I sing, it's the same one the old time revivals did bring. It's the only one version authorized by the king, God's wonderful book divine. And I love the old Bible, precious old Bible, a light on my pathway to shine. It keeps 
is so happy, always so happy. God's wonderful book, Divine. You're listening to the Fellowship Broadcast, heard daily at this time. All tracks are sent free as the Lord provides. To request an English or Spanish sample packet or to make a tax-deductible donation, contact the Fellowship Track League at 513-494-1075 or on the web at fellowshiptrackleague.org or write to us at P.O. Box 164, Lebanon, Ohio, 45036. Thank you for giving to help us reach those who have never heard the gospel. Irene, age 53, from Lebanon, Tennessee, sends back track number 109, Eternal Life is a free gift, professing her faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. Pastor Burroughs will be along with you in just a few minutes, but first, here's another song for you from The Delay. This is Pastor Burroughs. I want to thank you for listening to the broadcast today. Today we're going to look at Naaman's healing. And it's seen in 2 Kings chapter 5. Have you ever needed the impossible done? And perhaps you've had an idea on how God was supposed to work. And he didn't work any way that you thought he should. Well, you know, many times people are that way with salvation. They, they think they have an idea. Their works. Maybe they can buy their way into heaven. Turn over a new leaf. But that's not how you get saved. And this miracle really is a picture of salvation. The first thing we want to look at is verse 1. That is Naaman, the captain. Verse 1 says, Now Naaman, the captain of the hosts, the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leopard. This Naaman was an accomplished man. He was no doubt a victorious captain of the host. He is the general. He'd be what you call the commandant in the Syrian army. You know, one doesn't just become the captain of the host. It's through time and accomplishments, victories, that he's earned his position. He's proven himself. And he sure was on the, the, gen, the king's good side, wasn't he? But he had given Syria her independence, conquered her surrounding countries. I mean, obviously, he's separated from Assyria now and victorious, victorious even over Israel. It says also he was an honorable man. As far as position means, he had respect as well as the position. He was highly respected by the king and others. 
It also states he was a mighty man in valor. I mean, that means he was courageous. I mean, he wasn't a chocolate soldier. When the heat got on, he melted. No, he, he under the pressure and in combat, he stood tall and he was courageous in battle. And he really was a, a good man. I mean, all these accomplishments. Many people like Naaman, they're an accomplished person. They've got position. They've got power. They might even be respected or honorable. And yet they're lost in your sins. That could be said of you. You've done all this. You've got all that. Yet you're a sinner. You know, if you're without Christ, it doesn't matter what you've accomplished in this world. You're yet in your sins. And really, you're a dead man walking. In Ephesians 2.1, he said, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. And in verse 5 of Ephesians 2, it says, Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Uh, is that you? You're driving on the road today. You say, I'm a, I'm a position of power. I've had great accomplishments. I'm well respected. But I don't know Christ as my Savior. My friend, Then it, it, it could be said of you, yet you're a sinner. Oh, my friends, if that's you today, you need to turn to Christ and get saved today. You know, he really was an enemy of God. It talks about in verse 2. It says, And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. I mean, he got this little maid. Syria was really an enemy of God, God's children, Israel. And you know what? If you're, you're lost, you know, that's you. You're at enmity with God. This maid, and I want to look at her just for a minute. Boy, she is a courageous individual, and she's got great confidence in God. It says in verses 2 through 4, And the Syrians had gone up by companies, had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife, and she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his king, saying, Thus and thus, said the maid, that is of the land of Israel. Think about that. Hear this little maid. Upon the testimony of this little maid, this little faithful maid, who's got compassion even on her captor, to testify and share her confidence in God and the prophet Elisha in Israel. Think about that. And the word made it all the way to the king of Syria, that God could heal Naaman, and that there was this prophet spirit. I mean, don't misunderstand here either. The confidence is in God that works in and through Elisha. You know, upon hearing the testimony they made to the king, he goes, the king says, I'll send a letter to the king and a lot of money. You know, the bottom line is, he went with a lot of money. He really, I don't know, I estimate it. If you're out there and you say, well, it's not quite that much or it's a little bit more. You know what? Brought all this money. Ten talents of silver, 6,000 pieces of gold. Really, it's estimated that he might have had $12 million or more in money with him. Does he think he can buy this healing, this miracle from God, this salvation? You know what? I think that Naaman does not understand the grace of God. Is that you, friend? You're a sinner. And maybe you're thinking, man, I can, I can buy salvation. I can earn it with works. No, you can't. The Bible says it's not by works of righteousness, right? Which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. No, by grace are you saved, through faith, and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. There's another problem here, and that's the pride of Naaman. 
Let's jump down in our text. It says, Naaman gets all the way to Elisha's house. It says in verse 9, Naaman came with horses and with his chariot stood at the door of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, and saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth, and went away, and said, Behold, I thought he surely would come out to me, and stand, and call on the name of the Lord his God, and strike his hand over the place, and recover the leper. Are not Urbana and far, far rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. You know what? He got a simple plan of salvation, simple instruction for healing. But Elisha didn't even come to the door. He's a proud individual. You know, he, th- he had an idea what he should have done, you know. And why? He didn't. He said, I thought he would have come out to me. <laughs> oh, why? Because you're the captain of the host, the king of Syria, right? You know, it's amazing. Sometimes people are like that. They're all full of pride. They think, you know what? I can, I can buy my way. I can earn my way. I'll do a lot of good works. My friend, if you could earn your way to heaven, if you could obey, flip over, turn over that new leaf, you know what? If anything could be done to earn your salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ would not have had to come and die on the cross for your sins. No, my friend, you can't buy your way to heaven. You can't earn it. No. My friend in First Peter one eighteen says, and 19, he goes on and says, For as much as you know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but from your vain conversation, redeemed by the tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. My friend, you're not going to get saved because you're on your way to heaven. Buy your way to heaven. Turn over a new leaf. No. There are those that think, you know what, if I just get baptized, I'll be all right. No, they ain't going to get you to heaven. You know, if I partake of communion, No. I'm going to go on a pilgrimage. Nope, that's not going to do it. I'm going to do penance. No, I'll join the church. No. My friend, if you're a sinner, well, so we all are, nothing that you can do of your own work will fix it. Now, my friend, you need to, by faith, receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. You need to come to God and say, Oh, God, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. I want to, by faith, receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. How about a friend? You're out there today and you know you're not saved. Why don't you turn to God today and say, God, please forgive me. I believe Christ came and died on that old cross for my sins. And I believe there's no other way to heaven but him. I believe he was buried and that he rose again after three days and three nights in that grave. God, please forgive me. I, I want to ask you to forgive me and I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. Would you do that today, friend? I, mean, I want to thank you for listening to broadcast. May God bless you. You have been listening to The Fellowship Broadcast. Be sure to tune in again and invite someone to listen with you. This is Bruce DeLang signing off with this thought. I'm on my way to heaven and enjoying the journey. Are you?